0: Hey everyone, your designers are here. I'm Anita at Cedar Hill Farmhouse. And
1: I'm Yvonne at Stone Gable.
0: And I'm Kelly at My Soulful Home. We've got tips and tricks and decorating advice for you today. So let's get started.
2: Today is episode 179 Listener Questions Answered. I think I, this might
0: be the third this. such <laughs> episode that we've done. Yes. that's and right. It might mm-hmm. be. And remember, the show notes for today can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 179. Yes. And I so, love listener questions. Me I too. Do too.
1: It's a great so, way to connect. Mm-hmm.
2: And I love reading everything that comes through. And the mm-hmm. photos are fantastic. I spent a great part of last weekend. It was a rainy day going through all the emails and shooting back some responses and letting a lot of people know that we were going to answer their questions uh, live on the show today. So I hope that a lot of those people are listening now or will be listening as the week progresses because we have a lot of good answers for you. So we're going to kick it off with a question from Diane. And Diane is wondering, what type of sofa is considered a classic?
1: Okay, well, I'll take this one. Hi, Diane, and we're really happy for your question. We're happy that you're listening. Um, I think uh, what defines a classic sofa is a sofa that's timeless, that it stays in style longer than maybe most other surf- uh, sofas, and it's a sofa that works with other styles uh, in your home as well. And what... Um, if you want to talk about what dates a sofa and makes it not a classic, is the fabric and the framework. Look at those two things. Uh um, when I'm thinking of a classic style, it's got just a very think of your just normal sofa. It could have rolled arms or or it could have square arms. It usually has two or three pillows. It may have a skirt or not, but there's usually not a curve to the back, and there's usually not some uh like really low arms or there's um, not uh, the legs that are sticking out that maybe look more like um, like uh, mid-century modern. So, you know, I, I usually, to be honest with you, I think of like a pottery barn sofa. <laughs> that to me is a pretty classic sofa. It's pretty straightforward. And also it can be a very um, classic style, but if it has a um, olive green, like a Nalga hide on it, you know, it's probably from the sixties. So also that's why a fabric dates that. And when you're thinking of a classic sofa, you want to think of a sofa that um, maybe has a neutral or a solid color because they tend to um, stand the test of time longer than any kind of a print so in 3 minutes i hope i answered your question or <laughs> in 2 was, minutes
2: <laughs> that was very good uh,
1: cuz oh i gosh. know that we have i know that we have a lot of questions to get to
2: oh yeah but that was very thorough okay um pat b our pal pat we love getting your emails pat and your sense of humor really tickles me. I love corresponding with you and thank you for all the emails and all the uh, episode ideas. And for Pat's question today, she's asking about clocks. So what's the deal with clocks these days in decor? Do we use them? Is the grandfather clock totally out? Has it gone the way of the Hummel uh, like cuckoo clocks and all of that. So, uh, Anita, you want to handle that one? Yes,
0: yes. Um, hi, Pat, and I love clocks. I have a lot of antique clocks in my house, and I think that's a nice way to add some interest to your home. A lot of times the antique ones don't work very well, so I don't actually use them for keeping time. That's what my phone is for. So, uh, yeah, so it's more decorative. But uh, back to the clocks, Uh, and I think specifically she had the question about the grandfather clocks and the cuckoo clocks, are those in style? Well, I would say they are not that popular right now is the way I want to phrase it. Uh, Because again, if it's something that you love, even if it's not popular, I think you should keep it. I mean, it's really about what makes you happy in your home. But since she specifically asked, I would say I'm I'm not seeing them as being necessarily on trend. I'm not seeing grandfather clocks. I'm not seeing cuckoo clocks. Uh, and the grandfather clocks, if they are antique, I think they tend to be more in style than than maybe those that that our parents had that are maybe were purchased. 40 years ago, 30 years ago, those I think are not so in style. The mora the uh, exception to this rule would be the mora clocks, which are the Swedish looking ones. They tend oh, to Oh, good painted. point. I didn't Chalk- even think of those. Mm-hmm. Right. the chalky painted ones, they tend to be more of a blue or a gray or a white. Sometimes they're colors, but uh, the, and the real ones are usually, you know, 2 to 5000 dollars is what I've seen on those. There are reproductions. I have a reproduction one that was Far, far less than that. But those are hot, hot, hot. So yeah, if you find one of those, those are those are a great buy. Now I mean, what do you think really it is style. about
2: mm-hmm. those, Anita? Is it more of the this the Swedish style rather than the fact that it's a clock? Or is it that it's a clock?
0: No, well I think it's so the popular. Gustavian. I think well French is just always in style. It just seems to be the constant. But the Gustavian remembers kind of the Swedish version right. of of French style. Right. And I think the fact that it's painted, I think a lot of the grandfather clocks tend to be mahogany and yeah. as you both know mahogany
1: really is just out of favor right, right. now. And I oh. think that's I think that's it more than anything else. Yeah, well, I think my, that's a lot to
2: do with it. <laughs> my mom has a grandfather clock and it's sort of it's oak, so it's kinda of like, like that yellowy oak. Golden and oak. She loved it loves it and she's moved it around to all our houses. But when I go there, no matter where I am, I honestly I could be like a mile from her house and I can hear that thing dong <laughs> 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 she takes it. Apart for me, when I go, and I'm not
0: really oh. a light sleeper,
2: <laughs> but I could not live with that, with the donging
0: all the time. Oh, my dad's house—he had I don't know how many five clocks that dinged and donged all night long. Oh, <laughs> oh it used <laughs> to drive me nuts. I'd make him stop all of them because I just couldn't sleep. And you know, we inherited a grandfather clock, but I—it was—it was not that old. It was maybe 15 years old, and it felt—it felt dated to me. And we just sold it.
2: Yeah, I wonder. I mean, if you did like.
0: A grandfather clock. I bet you could get a really good deal on one somewhere, right? And if you want to paint it, that would be that would bring it into more of a modern, you know, a current look,
1: right? And I've been to you know, uh, secondhand shops and seen literally rows and rows. Of, grand, of mahogany or cherry grandfather clocks.
2: Yeah. Only sandwiched in between are the china cabinets. Yes.
1: <laughs> you know I mean? yes, yes. That's true. Oh my
2: gosh. But we know what mm-hmm. we can do to all those things. So, hey, maybe nice you want to think about mm-hmm. starting a new trend with painting grandfather clocks. Actually, I'm thinking like one in some really bold color could be really cool if that was
0: your look. Uh, I added this fantastic piece that's hand-painted. Uh, Pompeian style probably from around 1840 uh-huh. in my dining room it was a grandfather clock at one time now the top has been removed and now it looks like a pedestal but oh. again this is hand painted and so right. it's not what we're really talking I don't
1: read I've got to look again I don't read I mean I'm sure I've oh, seen it I just didn't know these- what it was.
2: Figures on it. I oh, mean, it's got all these uh, figures. So it's the base of a grandfather clock.
1: Yes,
0: yes, cool. but it's got little little Cupids and all kinds of hand. It's very very ornate. And it was excavated from Pompeii. Did you well, hear that? <laughs> yeah, no, no. What it is is that I think when they originally found Pompeii, right. uh, it was on exhibit. They had this clock in it. <laughs> no, stop it. It became people started you know, fan it just was popular right. then. Right. And so they started creating it was a, revi- a Pompeian revival right. style. So <laughs> right. we should call yeah. it. I'm just being silly. I know yes. you are. Okay, so let's get on
2: to another question. So, and also being silly. Okay. So Trisha and Uma uh both mm. had the same question. So I'm combining your questions, ladies. How
1: do you clean faux arrangements, garlands and wreaths? Okay. Hi Trisha and Uma. Thank you for your question. I happen to love very well-done faux flowers, and I do use them. And um, my go-to thing, because it, I don't keep them out that much so they don't get terribly dusty, is I use a feather duster on them. And you can sort of beat them up a little bit with a feather duster because you're not going to really hurt them. Uh, you might want to take that outside to do so it doesn't get dust everywhere, or and here's my other one. I use a blow dryer set on low and set on not not hot but warm, and just blow dry it because you can blow dry the dust off. Oh, um, good idea! But outside, here's, probably right. Actually, I do that inside, and then just when I'm cleaning, and then just like uh, you know, vacuum the floor. But the feather if dust. If you're allergic dry, to, to take dust, though, it,
0: it might be a bit. Yeah,
1: if you're too. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, the other thing is, is, um, I just looked this up and I've never tried it. You can actually buy silk flower cleaner. And oh. we'll put some, we'll put a couple links to that. And I've read the reviews and they've gotten very, very good reviews, but I've never tried it. Is uh, it a it,
2: liquid thing, Eva?
1: It's, a spray, I think it's a, spray. a spray. A spray or an aerosol. But and it's, what, and I thought at first maybe it would be like, you know, canned air. But it's not. It's actually something that you spray on, and apparently it gets rid of it.
0: Yeah, but would Um, spraying water do the same thing? That's well. This is
1: what I'm going to say. If you have a little dirt on your, on your a little more than just a little dust, you can. um, I would test a flower first, and if you know if they're so dusty and getting to the dirty part if you, you know, what are you going to do with them? You're not going to keep them like that. So I, I uh, have put, actually put the ones that I use outside on a wreath in my sink and used a sprayer, not like, um, just didn't blast the, like the whole stream. I put the sprayer on and just wet it all down and shook it off and let it naturally dry. Or you can take a toothbrush and, um, and brush each flower. I mean, that that's if you really love your arrangement cuz that's probably very time intensive and then if you have heavy dirt i would probably if you're having pretty heavy dirt on an arrangement or even something outside i take it apart and switch each flower stem in a in a bowl of warm water with just a couple drops of liquid dish soap and then rinse it with clear water and then just put them maybe on some paper towels to dry. Because if they're that dirty, then there's going to be a lot of dirt and grime also, um, you know, in between the flowers that are going to be really hard to get to. So those are my Oh, and the last one and I didn't try this, but I saw it suggested that you can put flowers in a plastic bag with uncooked rice and shake it. And that makes sense to me, but again, that would be sort of for the for the dust light dust duster, just a tiny bit of schmutzy here and there. Um, and that's what you would do. So that's my answer. Wow.
2: So what with the dust it adheres to the rice?
1: Oh, the dust shakes the rice off. I mean, the, the rice shakes the dust off.
2: And you can Put your phone in there too, in case you got it. wet. Yeah, that's
1: right. Yes. In
2: case you've dropped it into like something everyone, wet on
1: the way. You know those
2: commercials where people are running to put their phones in rice. It's like everyone's <laughs> running to put their fake flowers in rice bags now.
1: Oh, right. a I, little visual. No, no, I've never done that, but that's um, I you know also I used what I did, but I also did a lot of research and and that. But it does seem like that would make sense. That was a very thorough answer.
2: There you go. I might get answer of the day. Okay, so. <laughs> that I don't have my bell? bell with me. <laughs> oh, I'm going to. All uh, oh, so, right, yeah. She's on vacation. No bell. Um, okay. Just while we're on the mention of a hairdryer. Mm -hmm. There's this great tip. I haven't tried it yet, but I almost cannot wait to get something with a sticker, a really hard to get off sticker. Mm. You know how I hate stickers? Mm -hmm. So Sarah C. She wants one of these now. Now I want a sticker. (laughs) Life is so complicated, isn't it? So Sarah C. (laughs) knows I hate stickers because she said, Kelly, I know you hate stickers in her email. And she's in the midst of building her dream house, but she took a moment to let us know that she has a trick for removing really stuck on stickers. You blow dry it with your hair dryer for 30 to 60 seconds and the sticker peels right off.
1: That makes so much sense I though, doesn't it? I never heard that one. I
2: never heard that either. Mm-hmm. So I am going to try that. Thank you, Sarah. You're the bomb. I love Hey, it. I've got
1: one more use for a hair dryer. <laughs> if you make, like, let's say you make a wreath with these lovely, real looking uh, faux flowers and you're hot gluing them on and you know how you get those like hot glue spiders? Uh, if yeah. you put your, um, if you put your hair dryer on low but hot and blow dry it, they will just f- disappear. Oh. They'll like melt and disappear.
2: Oh, that's a great Right idea. back at you, Sarah, mm-hmm. with another blow dryer too. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Anita, Sandy N. would like to know uh, some resources for duvet, fillers, pillow forms, towels, and linens. You got anything up your sleeve there or in well, your pillowcase? I- I do,
0: I do actually. And I've found them so many different places, but, you know, I've been curating things on Amazon and I've actually, one of the companies that I bought a lot from, which is, is Pillow Flex. And I have a wholesale, you know, I buy wholesale from Pillow them.
2: Pillow Flex, Flex, But they are,
0: right. But they sell on Amazon now. So that's the beauty of it. You can go on there and they will, and I'll, if you go to my Amazon page, I'll have a link here, but it's got all these forms that I buy from them and, you know, high rank rating, prime shipping. And so, you know, you can just buy through Amazon rather than going directly to them. So that's the beauty of now, it. Now but- is pillow flex when we're saying
2: forms, I was kind of getting that Sandy was asking for like toss pillow forms. Is that yeah. what oh, they, they
0: sell? Ha- they have everything. They have- So they sell
2: even regular pillows.
0: Well, pillow sleeping pillows? so they're they're whatever kind of pillow you need. They're okay. they sleeping pillows. They're oh, euro okay. pillows. They're pillows. Mm-hmm. I that's what when I sold the uh, pillows in my online shop when I had it. Uh, you know whatever size pillow I had, maybe it was eighteen by eighteen or mm-hmm. it was a fourteen by twenty. Oh. Uh, yeah, throw pillows. They have those forms there, and okay, you know that's the thing that that uh, what I've started doing is buying the forms that I really like that, you know, I love the down filled ones or Mm -hmm. the down alternative. And that's, I don't really like those cheapy kind of pillows. I want something that's comfortable that to lean against or to use. So I buy nice pillows. And then when you have the nice pillows, you know, then it makes sense. You just cover it with a different cover. And I know, you know, we were, uh, Yvonne has talked about this a lot. Uh, You know, if you're wanting to change out your pillows this way, all you need are different covers. You don't need Right. To store those extra pillows when you're not using them, you just mm-hmm. store the covers. And I know on my Amazon page, I have a lot of 18 by 18 pillow covers, and then you just buy the pillow forms the way you want. You can get the feather, you can get... And, mm-hmm. you know, everybody has their own kind that they want. So this is right. the way you the... How buy about the, fe- um, the duvets? Fill- yes, yeah, same thing. Same oh, wow. Thing. I mean, same I place? Would suggest, mm-hmm. mm-hmm <gasps> I would go the same place. One-stop Right. I mean, so you can go with the, the feather or the down filled or the, you know, feather down or down alternative, really whatever. And that makes more sense. I mean, you're not going to want to, you know, and, and so when you buy a comforter, you know, you're just stuck with whatever they've got in there, probably polyester fiberfill. Mm-hmm. But when you mm-hmm. do the duvet, I mean, you're not going to buy a duvet for every cover you have. You're just going to buy one, you know, for your right. bed. And My hey, Sandy, problems. I'm
2: going to direct you back if you didn't listen to our episode because I'm I'm having recollection of me talking all about. Baffling and stitching. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, yes, and, yes, and, yes. And right, didn't I say all that yeah. stuff? <laughs> you did. You did. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to direct you back because I can't remember that off the top of my head. Well, but just put um, it in the show notes.
0: Yeah. So I'll just mm-hmm. link that episode in the show notes. Right. 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 But the other thing I want to mention, the thing that I am just super in love with right now are the long bolster pillows for your bed. Oh. Like a 36 inch by, you know, 36 inch long by nine inch diameter pillow. Round, you know, the bolster pillows. Right. right. They have those on Amazon, and I'll, you know, they're all on my Amazon page. Okay. And that way, you know, you can just get the cover to go on it, and oh, they're just dreamy. Oh, that's right. And they're beautiful. Don't
2: you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. We've got another one. Now, it involves mahogany. It's a question from Fran N, and she sent a beautiful picture of her dining room with this absolutely beautiful table, and her very autumnal colors and whatnot. It looks really gorgeous, and she's a pretty art in her dining room. So, well done, Fran. And she has
1: a question, Yvonne, about refinishing the top of her table. Okay, I I sort of want to uh, mimic what you're saying, um, Kelly. Fran, your dining room is absolutely beautiful. It's a beautiful, traditional dining room. And yeah, beautifully done, well done. And here's the thing. Fran's problem from what I can see in the picture, it looks like you have some scratches and some dinks. Um, and maybe a little bit of sun fading, if I'm not mistaken, or I'm, I'm, I just don't know if that's the lighting in there, but it looks a little different. One side of the table looks a little different than the other, but here's the thing. It's a Duncan Fife table. Now a Duncan Fife table is English made. It is heirloom quality. It has a seven step hand finish. Wow! This is a beautiful, beautiful table. Her table is four leaves and it's 109 inches when it's fully extended. And she says she entertains a lot. Here's what I'm going to tell you, Fran, because this is such a beautiful table, like I said, heirloom quality, I would call Duncan Fife and I've gone on their site and they have a phone number that you can call them. And I would talk to somebody, find somebody and ask them what you should do because um f- from the looks of your dining room it doesn't look like you're going to change your style and i and i don't think i would it's beautiful and also i don't think you want to paint something like that. Yeah. no would... she
2: said that in the email she really doesn't yeah. want to paint it.
1: yeah and and actually i don't i don't care for painted dining room tables i like painted chairs with the dining room table but this is such an exceptional table i would call duncan fife and see what they recommend and i'm sure somebody will recommend something or recommend where you can have it refinished but because it's such a lovely piece i would not do this myself i would have it professionally finished Mm.
0: and you know when i worked at the furniture store that's that's the kind of case where they would use the steel wool and on a ultra fine with the restora finish so yeah but I'm hoping something. that
1: she could she could get somebody to do that seven step finish for mm-hmm. her yeah. because well, if, if she doesn't I mean, want it's an to do inlaid, that this is an option it's, mm-hmm. it's an inlaid table mm-hmm. it is just absolutely gorgeous
2: mm-hmm. yeah Okay. Totally switching gears from mahogany tables to a boho look. Dakota writes um, that she loves the boho look. She enjoyed our boho episode. And her question, and I'm going to shoot this one to Anita, is do you have to choose between the jewel tones and the super saturated when you're going boho? And would you choose a theme such as tribal or something like
0: that and stick with it throughout or can you sort of mix it all up? Well, Dakota, um, I would probably be focused on the type of color in the room. So, you know, now there's a boho with neutrals or a boho with color. So I would go either. The neutral or the color, but even with the color, then you've got the jewel tones and the super saturated. So I would probably choose one or the other of those. I'm not sure they're going to really work that well together. You can try some things and see if they'll play well together, but you want a cohesive look in the room. So I would certainly go with colors that are working together. And with the tribal, I really, I'm not sure what exactly tribal you mean, but there's a lot of tribal. If you mean like Moroccan tribal, do you mean middle Eastern tribal, or do you mean like Navajo? it doesn't really matter to me on the tribal so long as the colors are working with the boho that you choose. So if everything in the room, the colors are kind of not fighting and they seem to be going well together, then, then that sounds perfect to me. So, you know, if if it's things that you can buy and I love buying things and then seeing what works and then returning the things that aren't working in the room, if that's an option for you, I would do that as much as possible yeah so if you go to some local stores to get pillows, then you can return easily return the ones that you know didn't really work well in the room.
1: okay,
2: good one um, let's see we also have a tip from our pal Connie Connie f she is um knowing I'm having a hard time letting go of Windex. So she says Method Glass Cleaner <laughs> has a minty fresh uh, cleanser that is almost as good as Windex. So thank you, Connie. And now we have a pillow question that I think I'm going to let everybody join in on if they want to. But this question um, was in a, pretty much directed towards Yvonne because remember oh, when we did uh-huh. our sofa episode, Yvonne mm-hmm. was talking about she had at one point those uh, sofas that were facing each other so Valerie sent us a very long uh, and lovely email with a great photo of these two gorgeous tufted sofas with a lot of options for pillows <laughs> would you yes. have for matching or would you have to and Valerie I loved it and I actually I think I, I like got out a piece of paper and I drew it all out. So I'm going to throw in this out, throwing these pillows out to the girls. So how would you handle this? So picture this, everybody. You've got two sofas facing each other, some sort of coffee table in the center. So that what do you do about the pillows? Well, let me say,
0: those were gorgeous sofas it's too. gorgeous, really, right? It's so a beautiful, yeah, beautiful
2: it room and the windows and everything. Really nicely done, Valerie so well, what do you think
1: babe? well you know valerie i think any of your suggestions of your like four four two pairs and all that they'd all work i think it's a very personal thing now i had these sofas you know we're, we're saying three decades ago and i mine matched i had um uh two so, two pillows on either end of each sofa so there were four of them like uh uh four big pillows, four medium-sized pillows put on each end, and then something in the center. But I don't think you have to do that. I would keep my end pillows maybe the same uh, and change up um, and have – use the same color palette but maybe you could change up, um, like the center pillow or a lumbar or have all the pillows, but one of the side ones the same. And that could be just something a little bit different. You could have, you know, you could just change up. I would keep, um, uh, You'd probably have to have these custom made, but you could have like a large pillow on one sofa and the lumbar pillow on the other sofa matching. So I think there's a lot of play there. But I think I think what I'll tell you is to keep your color palette the same on both sofas and use the same fabric, even though they're different kinds on both sofas. Okay. And that's, and that's my advice. Yeah,
0: I think the thing that I, I think uh, Yvonne has offered excellent advice. The suggestion I would offer is kind of similar to what I did on the, on the boho. And that is, let's say you wanted 10 pillows, five on each piece of furniture. I would go out to all the stores near you and try to get at least 30 pillows in wow Wow, How fun no, would wait that a be? <laughs> now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm not done yet. Uh, in, you know, that are all go to well, go well together. And yeah. Can we different- bring them home? Yes. And bring them home. And yeah, play with, with them, you. she's saying. That's bye. what I'm home. excited. Yeah. Play with them. Try them. And and you know my you know my tip always, take a picture with every combination mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the Good sofa. Job. And then you're going to go on your computer. Now, maybe while you're taking the pictures, you're going to go, ah, this is my favorite. And then you'll know. But, or if you still don't know, look at those pictures on your computer, not on your phone. It's too small. Look at the pictures and, you know, kind of decide which ones are your favorites. And then you're going to, ho- you've hopefully kept all your receipts and then you're going to return the ones that, you know, were your least favorites. Wow. So that would be an idea. I-
1: I'd-, I'd love to be there that day. <laughs> I-, I don't want to return them, <laughs> but I'd really love Valerie's to be there sober. that day. We could and- all leave with some then.
0: The-
2: Valerie's rejects. Hey, Valerie, this is what I would say. Um, in- just it's a very general idea. I would stick with our, our, what we've talked about generally with pillows is this or fabric in general, the 60, 30, 10. So yes. 60% of them should be sort of this, you know, the same or maybe a solid even. And then 30%, you could have, you know, a bigger pattern and then maybe that 10, which maybe would be the, the one center one, you know, the fifth, like Anita was saying on each one. That could be something like, you know, some crazy, something interesting or mm-hmm. maybe a needle pointy one, just like something off a totally mm-hmm. different texture mm-hmm. or, a, you know, sequence, whatever, you know, whatever your thing is. <laughs> uh, and either even those two, the, the 10%, mm-hmm. even each one of those could be
1: different, but, right. you know,
2: in the same general palette.
1: Mm-hmm. And here's what I also just want to throw in. I think the more traditional your sofas are and the t- more traditional your styling is, I think the more symmetrical they can be. Mm -hmm. And the more towards the modern uh, you go or to the boho or something like that, I think the more sort of mix and match they can be. And if they are something like, um, if you're going to keep to uh, like mid-century modern, I don't think you need to put very many of them on.
2: Yes. Good point. Okay. We've got a really fun question that um, I know we all gave some thought to and looked at the pictures. And um, it's from Taryn from Johannesburg, South Africa. How fun is that? That that
1: is fun. Hi, Taryn.
2: She is so lovely. And she even sent us a picture of her beautiful family. I mean, it was so fun. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Taryn is creating a, a coffee bar area in what she's calling her lounge, which looks like it might be like a lower level, like family room situation, mm-hmm, leading mm-hmm. out to the outdoors where she has a pool and other really nice looking things in a garden. So, Taryn's question is, you know, how do you, how would you uh, design because there, she's having it made and then outfit this coffee bar, which she says is going to be primarily for um, pouring fabulous cappuccinos and conversation, which sounds so nice. And if we're ever find ourselves in Johannesburg, I know what our house looks like. Maybe we can find it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys think?
1: Well, I, uh, thank you for your pictures. Your home is lovely and you have such a big family room or as yeah. you call it a lounge. I mean, most people would give their right arms for that beautiful family room. Um, As I was understanding what you were saying with each picture, I think where you're going to put the, if I'm not mistaken, and girls, correct me if I'm wrong, you're going to put, you want the coffee bar to be moved to, uh, between that, uh, natural sort of that, uh, natural colored, uh, two seater love seat. And then there's a little corner there that has something in it. And then there's a piano and a chair on that other wall. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you're saying, and if yeah, that's where you're saying... What, I
2: think it's windows on one yes, right? yes, yes. The mm-hmm. first
1: thing I would tell you to do is get rid of the chair and move the piano on that wall a little further over because where you want to put that coffee bar, there's not a lot of room back there. And then move your sofa. I'd move it um, closer to the your large... um Plate glass window to give you just need a little bit of more room in that back area. And I love that your husband is a barista and that he has this great coffee machine. And this is one of the fun things that you do. I just love that idea. And I love that you're bringing it into your living area and making it a part of your life. I also see that you have such wonderful old family pictures and if i'm remembering properly i think you said it was a grandfather that mm-hmm. was a pilot yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. love and those pictures you know what i would do i would definitely incorporate those pictures cuz you want to put them and i would maybe even do a theme using sort of like planes or pilots or um some or or something like that in that that coffee bar, like getting great coffee mugs with different airplanes on it. Oh, cute and, idea! Yeah, because you just—I would carry that theme a little bit over because that—that—that that, that coffee bar is fun. So I would just make it like overly fun and do things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great idea. That'd be fun to have some uh, customized mm-hmm. glasses that are, look aeronautical. Mm -hmm. Oh,
2: yeah, that's a good idea. So I think that what Taryn was saying is that she's going to have the bar come out and there's going to be stools and that the bar top is going to be wood, which I think is a really nice idea, especially with the memorabilia that she's going to be showing, which is yes. the, the great I, – I, I can't remember it was the great-grandfather or the grandfather. It's World mm-hmm. War II
0: right? Yes, World War II.
1: It's that's amazing. right.
2: Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that would lend itself to if you had a really nicely stained wood and maybe, you know, with like some nice poly on it and really look really sharp. And then I would pair it with white painted cabinets, how do you guys feel yes, about ab- that? Oh, that's yeah. that's
1: such a beautiful look. And what would be so fun is if you truly had a stool and not, nothing with a back on it, you could have something put on the stool that was a the theme like an airplane or or whatever the um division that your great-grandfather was in, something on another stool like that, just to give it a little carryover and fun. Oh,
2: that's fun. Or even mm-hmm. a, you know, a grain sack would be cool even because she does oh, like sort would of that be. farmhouse feel like yeah, you did with yeah. the blue stripe or something. That's right. And i was saying sort of the the outside of the bar where the stools are, the, the under part there, maybe doing a wainscoting or beadboarding there. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the windows. And I'm wondering if, you know, in front of the windows, if you could maybe do a ledge. And I was thinking, can, do those windows open? Taryn? Oh, could you do like a fun. pass
1: out to, to the pool? How fun. Right? Yeah. yeah great well, idea. We're going to just reconstruct everything. Yeah, okay, I think
2: we need to cap. And then, you know, on the other side, you have the whole wall, but I know you want to put up the memorabilia, but if you could somehow mm-hmm. really um, think, Hard and long about all the storage that you might need because that seems like a pretty active room where you've yes. got stuff going outside. So you might even want to put things back there in a you know deep cabinet that you know you don't need necessarily for making the cappuccinos and whatnot. And I would definitely try to put some if you're doing uppers and lowers there some under counter lighting. I think would be really good.
1: And I also think that you should um, find e- somewhere behind that bar a place to put a small fridge. Because yeah. you know, there's there's things like you know, cream and milk and all these things, and you don't want to be constantly having to run that back and forth to the kitchen. You want to keep a good supply right. in your in your um, uh, cappuccino bar, and that piece of equipment, that cappuccino machine or espresso machine, that's out of this world. Yes, display yes. that with pride.
2: Yes, I think that she said she's going to have that right out on the counter. Yes, engine, so sort of. Yes, like, you know, dip down. Ooh, a when are we bit. invited? Because I know I like <laughs> cappuccino.
1: And this is just for anybody. Uh, Having a bar is such a fun idea, whether it's tea, if it's tea or coffee or libations or like lemonades and waters. Those are wonderful things to have because people really use them. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So fun. Okay. And we we were talking about um, the memorabilia that Taryn has and Mm -hmm. and incorporating that. So I want to just share with everybody something that our listener Brandy has done. Brandy's from British Columbia, Mm -hmm. and she really enjoys the podcast. And and as a nod to our old soul episode, Brandy had the idea after listening to slipcover a chair with her grandpa's Royal Canadian Navy uniform. Oh, Oh. wow. Oh, and she sent those photos. It's amazing. And On top of all that, the chair underneath was her grandma's. So it is such an amazing piece of memorabilia and a keepsake and a conversational item in her home. And she wanted to let us know that, you know, she was kind of, you know, inspired to do that by listening to our episode and she loves oh. to repurpose things. And as you know, we're definitely kindred spirits in that regard, Brandy. So finding new uses for old items and wow, this would have just been sitting in a box. Yeah. Like Karen was saying about her, um, mm-hmm. all the, World War Two memorabilia it would just be sitting in a box. So now mm-hmm. she's, you know, mm-hmm. got it on the wall. We'll have it on the wall and enjoy it. And Brandy gets to look at this beautiful little oh. chair with this sailor's uniform on it. Just, it's just amazing! Beautiful. I love it, so girls. You, come- you know
1: what? I'm it's, so sorry to do I know, this. It's so, oh, um, I so many more pages. Do you I know. Pages. I, I have. I'm, wa- I'm. It's my job to watch the clock right now. Okay. So, here's oh, it's a I, grandfather I, clock. No. <laughs> <laughs> here's what I think we should do. I think we should have listener questions part B. Or, or oh yeah, well we do that from time two. to time. We'll but do it again. Yeah, and I think we should do it really soon because mm-hmm. I've got yes. a few here that I, I know our listeners want us to get to. Okay, yes. so. Yes. Um, we we love your questions we love your emails we love your pictures we just we just thank you so much for um investing time and energy um with us because we feel like we have so many friends and it's just wonderful uh remember we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home until next time